Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Moneyline Madness Podcast. I am Matt Cherico, alongside my co-host, Andy B. Andy, it's a little bright and early Thursday. How are we feeling on this lovely day today? Pretty good. I didn't know what to do with myself last night. None of our baseball teams played. Kind of tapped out of the Little League World Series, so like... I didn't have nothing. I had nothing to do last night, so I'm, I'm excited for tonight because uh, I actually have something to do. Yeah, seriously. I don't know. Last night was so boring. Like I got home from Bo Sports TV, and I just oh, yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself really either. I, I said to my dad, I was like, "Is there any baseball on?" And um, Lonely, he was like, "No, I don't think so." I was like, "Can you just can you switch to ESPN? We'll see what we got going on." And it was the WNBA. So that was yeah. Talk about like a letdown. That's like coal in your stocking on Christmas. It was. That's worse. just the last thing. The that's last thing you want to see. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's just a slap in the face. Uh, like, just, I want to throw on some sports. I put on ESPN. It's just WNBA. Like, yeah. that's just honestly disrespectful. What's going on? I mean, hope you're having a good morning, bro. But oh, yeah, it's, uh, that was just, that was rude, in my opinion. Double R back at it. What's going on, brother? How we doing? Yeah, there's um, nothing worse than that. There's nothing yeah, worse it was, than that. It was bad. That's like and, when I, yeah, when I go to put on, like, uh, Yes sometimes, because I like to watch the Michael K show, um, it's always, like, the first hour before is the rerun of the WNBA game. So, I like, I won't go back to it a minute before the show starts, because, like, I don't want to see that. Makes me yeah. feel bad. Yeah. Makes uh, me feel bad. Yeah, I don't... I, I mean, I respect the WNBA, and I know a lot of... Uh, as, you know, young journalists, we're probably going to have to show probably. a lot of respect to the WNBA throughout the years. Eh, I don't think but, anybody on TV does, so... I mean. Yeah, that is true. It's just... It's just it's boring, man. I try... Like, Sabrina Ionesco is, like, the most hyped prospect in the WNBA. She's in New York, and it's just, like, I can't get excited for it. No, it's, you know, like, it's just... It what stinks. I will say, the New York Liberty might have the best uniforms in sports. I really like their uniforms. Yeah, nice I, color. I, I, I think that I think that it. sports needs to come uh, with uh, more Statue of Liberty stuff for the New York teams. Yeah, yeah. Really revolve around the culture a little bit more. Oh, yeah, I could a little bit. It. I could see it. But all right, let's talk because we're we're talking hoops, but we're talking women's hoops. All right, yeah, let's talk. Well, well, let's I talk mean, some ball. Right? Well, Am I right? We had a little bit of activity late last night. For those who didn't know, um, the Lakers actually made a move trading, apparently. THT, who is to Lakers fans like the most coveted prospect of all time. I mean, you know, he he was in in trade talks. They were thought they were getting everybody for THT. Yeah, I remember those trade talks, and I laughed a lot. A lot, way. laughed a lot. So it ended up as the the Lakers trading with the Timberwolves. Um, not really surprising. I I would I would say it's not surprising to see the Lakers make a move like this, just because they they need something. They need something. And now they got Pat Bev, which honestly is a pretty good addition, in my opinion, especially for like a team like that. It's they needed just, that. I think they needed a, a rough rider type player, like a like a tough guy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's but him they and didn't Westbrook have in the that. same in the same backcourt though? No, no, I think Russ gets dealt. He, I think he gets this, dealt. Is this somewhere. just like rough no, on before they open up. Like, yeah, they, they can't yeah. keep Russ and him That's together. Exactly. That's a chemistry That'd nightmare, be crazy. in my opinion. That, would be, that locker room is crazy. It's a little crazy that if you tell me five years ago, Pat Bev is going to be chosen by the Lakers over Russell Westbrook, I would have said you're crazy, but right? it's, it's just how it's probably going to go. 
Russ is gonna pull a Gilbert Arenas training camp day one and just bring a fucking glizzy in his bag. <sighs> just have no really like Pat Bev has no idea Russ just keeps that tool. Yeah, up. that's hey, possible. Yeah, I, I, to, um, I think I main comment today. Yeah, I think I think Russ is almost certainly gone. I just don't know where at this yeah. point because there's no other options really than one guy that's been available this entire season. <coughs> yeah, seriously. And uh, he he also said with Sue Bird, Candace Parker. Parker and Diana Taurasi walking away. The game is going to struggle even more to gain popularity. Yeah, that was really well, the best I'll shot be honest, that they had. Right? This has been the most popular WNBA, WNBA has been lately. However, mm-hmm. it's not for a good reason. So. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. was going to say, like, they're gaining popularity only because people are realizing that they don't have popularity. Yeah. And that, like, they're not making anything yeah. on their contracts, all that, you know, excess stuff. Because they've had to fight for a lot. And I more power to them, but unfortunately, yeah. their popularity is just not there. Delar says they would be an All NBA trash talk team. Yeah, they, that would be crazy. They would, because LeBron's LeBron's a very corny trash talker, though. From any yeah. of the mic'd up he's heard, he's yeah. Very no, corny. LeBron is uh, like LeBron and Pat Bev in the locker room is going to be so like it's just old head, like you know, yeah. motivation. Like oh, yeah. it's just it's so funny. That's Steph like, Curry, that will be Steph Curry's worst nightmare though—a backcourt with uh, Pat Bev on it. He, I mean, don't they hate each other? Right? They, yeah, but he's going to light oh, up the Lakers. Any chance that he, he gets lights up, this I mean, he lit up Marcus Smart in the finals a lot. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, there. yeah. So, but that's really, I mean, they acquired obviously Pat Bev for Taylor Horn Tucker and Stanley Johnson. That was really, uh, that was really it. That's that's all that happened how, in the NBA. How funny would it be if like Stanley Johnson just was the main part of that trade? He just came out and started dropping thirty a game. Dude, I mean, low-key, Stanley Johnson was a prospect at <laughs> one was. point. He was. He like, was a prospect. When, like, he was a fantastic prospect. If I'm not mistaken, Pistons. Stanley Johnson went to Arizona, I want to say. I believe so. I think, and I think he went he to was, He was coming out of college. He was pretty touted in that draft. I mean, I didn't yeah. think that Stanley Johnson was a slouch until year two or three. And well, that's I mean, when he, he started really... He wound up on the Lakers, so... Yeah. But that I think that's all we need to touch on of the nba really there's not much the the kevin durant news of him staying kind of maybe opened up a little more you know activity and like something like this to go ahead ahead and happen but yeah uh double r says pat Bab is going to speak life into ad and lebron and you saw how hype he got cat and ant I don't know about that. LeBron doesn't need and lebron's not going for that motivation crap i I don't think that's lebron are a little a, a little too old I feel like to get that, like he hyped up Cat and Ant because they're like the young bloods. You they're know, young they're guys. They've never been to the playoffs. Yeah. LeBron and AD. I mean, first off, speaking life into AD is going to be tough when he's in street clothes. Just 90% speak it into his knees. Maybe yeah, they like, stand up a little bit. Seriously, if you're if by speaking life we mean injecting cortisone shots into his arthritis-filled knees, then maybe we're spitting. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I just I maybe. hate the Lakers, honestly, and I just I, I agree don't think you. there's just I no agree. scenario this year where they get out of the mud, and I think that they dug themselves such a big yeah. hole that it's really it's going to be really tough to get yeah. out. And I mean, says Stanley Johnson is definitely the best. Player I mean, I, I I said it as a joke, but like I looked at looked at his player, like he's young, he's he has talent, I think so. I, Maybe yeah. he is. I mean, <laughs> is going to motivate the fuck out of Mac McClung. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be dropping more yeah, and more yes. mixtapes. Like, his YouTube yeah. is about to go crazy. 
he's going to turn Mac McClung into that. Tristan Jass at, no. over in uh, L.A. That's exactly what's going to happen. If but, LeBron needs motivation, the Lakers are in a lot of trouble. That guy has fact. never needed motivation in his life. Did you see he got the LeBron James uh, on his tooth? He put the logo on his tooth? No, I did not. Go look it up on Twitter later. He got the LeBron James logo like that around the shoes. He got it put on his, uh, I think it's canine tooth. Yeah, I'm thinking about hard. doing that. That's kind of hard. Thinking about doing that. I I, I like that actually. Uh, I yeah. can't lie. That just swayed. That swayed my opinion. Maybe I give them five extra games, and maybe they win on Christmas or something like that. I don't know. But uh, they better win on Christmas. They better win on Christmas. But all right. So I think that's gonna wrap it for our NBA talk. Yeah. What's going on, gang? How we doing? I appreciate the comment, and you know what? We like you too. We like you too. So honest canine, it was hard. Yeah, that that is oh, yeah. kind of that's kind of tough. That's kind of it is. Tough. It was it's like silver too, so it's pretty. But then again, like LeBron is doing so much in his late age to like revive his youthfulness. It's kind of like midlife crisis. Like it is. No, it bit. definitely is because he started doing movies now. So he's like, yeah, he's definitely doing everything he wishes he did at like twenty three. Yeah, yeah, facts. <laughs> that that's a fact. All right, but let's talk baseball because this is really you know the the gist of it. And we had a comment from Double R that I do not want to not acknowledge so i, I don't want to acknowledge earlier it. <laughs> I, I know as the mets fan in you no this is gonna make me look it. bad though when i say i don't think they can repeat i've been saying it since like april i don't think the braves are that good they've just played terrible opponents and more power to them the mets play the same schedule so it'll eventually even out but i mean go look at the teams that they've played around their big series i played the mets they've looked terrible lost four or five at city field and then they went and they played Pittsburgh yesterday. Won fourteen to two. They've had a fortunate schedule to this point, and it's been very spaced out. Unfortunately, now they have to play the Mariners, Cardinals. I believe they have another series with the Dodgers, so they have a lot of big games coming up. So we're gonna really see how good they are. If you ask me this question in late September, after they and they're still as close to the Mets as they are right now, then maybe I'll tell you a different story. They're close to the Mets because the Mets played the Yankees the other day. They played. Uh, the Phillies before that, who always are they're a tough team, although the Mets have made them look bad. And they played the Braves before that. So, and while they were doing that, the 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 Braves were playing uh, the Pirates this week. So, I, and they play, they luckily they play the Cardinals this weekend. We'll really see what type of team this is. They're run by a lot of young guys this year. So, um, they've had a lot of talent on that team. But I ultimately, I don't think when it comes to October, that's going to be a team to worry about. I don't think their pitching's that strong. I really don't. I think their bullpen's strong, but I think you still need good starting pitching depending on who they're facing. Right now, I don't think anybody's touching the Dodgers. I'm a Mets fan saying that. Like, I don't even think our pitching is it, our pitching's that great. I think our lineup probably gets like two runs against the Dodgers. Like, right now, they're Dude, I, they're perfect. So The Dodgers are just, it's ridiculous. They have Andrew Heaney. Coming out looking like a Cy Young candidate. That's it's, the only thing that scares me about the Dodgers. They have guys that have no bro. playoff success in their life, like Tyler Anderson, who has almost bro, 15 we're talking, this year. Let alone playoff yeah. success. Andrew Heaney doesn't Any see success. success, period. Andrew Heaney throws meatballs. It's disgusting. When he was on the Yankees, it was routine that he was giving up. You could take the other team's first five run line instantly if Andrew Heaney was on the mound. It was that simple. And now he's coming in with two losses this season and a sub three ERA. Like, are we serious? Yeah, yeah that's the only little fear that I have is, is that those guys, maybe they're not ready to pitch in the playoffs for the Dodgers. But if they are, 
They're they're literally their bullpen's okay, but their lineup is like untouchable. And and I'm saying it this: is. Scherzer, Degrom might be able to get you six against them, but they're gonna battle against them. So yeah, I mean they've like, got Joey Gallo coming in. Joey Gallo's coming in actually started hitting. I mean that scares Dude, me. It's he went two for three with a triple and a home run the other night. Dude, he's he's look look. He's, he's never a bad, been a bad baseball no, player. He's not a bad baseball player. He does his role well. He's a 200 hitter who hits 40 home runs a year. Unfortunately, for whatever reason with the Yankees, he just never had it. And it it's unfortunate for the Yankees. But for him, he got out of there and now he's happy and he's probably going to get a ring this year. So shit, yeah, he's on the best possible track to get a ring, yeah. that's for sure. And Double R also says that the Phillies' next 22 is weak as well, besides the Cardinals. And the Phillies have been somewhat rolling, so that's fortunate for them. They got a series coming up against the Reds tonight, and I actually yeah. have a little bit of... Speaking of that, you should I drop my picks for that? Oh, yeah, why not? All right, he brought so, up Phillies. Uh, yeah, so the Phillies tonight, like you said, it's a pretty weak schedule. They're going up against the Reds tonight, and they have their ace, Aaron Nola, on the mound. I mean, you would think that this is a game that they take advantage of. And with how that offense has been rolling as well they're getting bryce harper back kyle schwarber's back and healthy alec bohm is rolling so dude it's looking it's looking have, good for them considering that these are get right games yeah he's a he's a dude, fucking beast he hit Coming a wall back, off yesterday triple a after one game they actually were like should we bring him back up but then they yeah. realized that no the rehab isn't to see how successful he is it's yeah, to see it's to actually, like, see, yeah, exactly. Like we know he can hit moonshots. Yeah. Like that's Against no shot. Against AAA pitching, yes, yeah, of course. That, yeah, he should. He should be doing that. But it's still insane to see. Just being reminded sometimes of how good these guys are, especially against weaker competition. Yeah. With that being said, tonight. But, oh, like wait, I said, before before you say it, uh, the Phillies. If you think the Phillies next twenty two is weak, go look at the Mets next twenty two. They both have very easy twenty twos. The rest of their seasons are very easy. Yeah. Which is why I think the divisions See. the divisions going to probably be the coolest at the end of the season. Okay. Cuz if it goes down to the final weekend where the Mets play the Braves, that could be probably appointment TV, but yeah, the entire division has pretty bad schedule this year with the way it went. Nick Castellanos on a hit streak. That might be something to add to these picks tonight because I am coming. Like I said, Phillies with Noah on the mound. I'm feeling really confident tonight. I'm going with that first five minus one and a half on the run line. I'm throwing half a unit on that at plus 118. And I think they get going early. Oh, yeah. There's just no reason. I mean, their, their offense has been on fire, especially early in the game as of late. They put up 13 runs the other night. And I don't really expect things like that to change against a team like the Reds. Um, we're going... The ladder of first five minus one and a half on the run line for half a unit. And then I'm going to take the full Phillies run line at minus one and a half as well. At minus 150, I'm going to throw a full unit on that one. And it just, it makes too much sense. They're playing such a bad team in the Reds. They're at home. And it just, it's all there for me right now yeah. tonight. And I'm just riding the Phillies wave. And if Nick Castellanos is on a hit streak and you want to add a prop to, you know, that prop to one of these... Hey, I'm not. I'm not against it at I like all. It. I think they roll these guys tonight. And Kyle Schorber will probably do something too if he's on the field. He every game I see him do something. He doesn't. The batting average doesn't show it, but he's a really good player. So yeah. And I may ask, how pissed are you that Gallo started hitting soon as he was traded? Now the Joey Gallo thing is a little interesting to me because I wasn't actually really mad at him at all. But what I thought was funny. Was how, you know, before he actually departed from New York, he had that little bit of a, 
that report that talk yeah, with that reporter that you know interview. what i'm talking about that interview where he yeah. was like you know i can't even show my face anymore my parents have to come move me out all this like this whole sob story he's talking about how you how do yankee fans treat you outside of the stadium he's like oh i wouldn't know i don't go outside but then he goes to la and he's like yeah a lot of winning over here like <laughs> like you're taking shots when you yeah. were just literally crying at the halal cart next to Bronx State, like, come on, let's get serious, pal. Yeah, yeah, you were I, I agree. One forty, you, you deserved was. all the booze. It, that's just ridiculous. Giancarlo Stanton came into Yankee Stadium, his first game, struck out three straight times, and he got the shit boot out of him. What did he do? He shouldered it, and then he has come back and completely flipped the script on what everyone thought of him as a Yankee. Early on, they thought Giancarlo wasn't built for it. They thought he was crumbling under pressure and that he was only a small market guy playing in Miami. That's where he got his MVPs. He can't handle the big stage. But he came. He dominated in the playoffs for the Yankees last season. He was the only one to perform against the Rays. And now he's having, was having, and is on track to have a solid regular season with the Yankees again. And he never cried about it once. Then you look at Joey Gallo. The guy hits 140 this season. He, I mean, it's just unfathomable the fact that he was crying for help and then he wants to go pick jokes after, yeah. you know, departing yeah, to I the agree. Dodgers. I, like, I that's agree just completely. gross business. I agree completely. I'm not surprised he started hitting either. I mean, there's a reason the Yankees had to trade a top 15 prospect in their system for him. Everybody else in baseball knows that. He is who he is, and he's really good when he, he's probably almost an all star when he is who he is because he hits almost 40 home runs. Unfortunately, I don't know what it was in New York. I assume he thinks it was the fans. Maybe it was. Tell me a big time superstar that Gallo played with in Texas, Adrian Beltre. There was just that's I like mean, the best you've got. There yeah, wasn't really Adrian Beltre is a Hall of Famer, actually, too. And I mean, besides that, they never really had a roster. He might have had one or two years with Josh you know, Hamilton he, he at was the with, edge of his no, career. He was like, with, I think he was with, um, that roof door, that roof that team that made the, I think they made the playoffs. Roof Neto door, Ian they made Kinsler the ALCS, I think. I don't even know. Door, Elvis Andrews team. I think he yeah, played oh, with Prin- oh, Prince Elvis Fielder. Elvis. Prince Fielder and him were teammates for a little bit, but that was like the Prince Fielder that was yeah, fading that was, away. He yeah, had some Prince teammates, but. His- the Yankee pressure is not for everyone. It's not. You got to be a different type of guy. I have a pick tonight to- that involves the Yankees. It's a guy who handles the Yankee pressure really well. Oh Jesus! Okay, well in the uh, in the business, that's what we call a transition. Okay, um, hell yeah. So uh, yeah, no, I got. I, I actually have an Aaron Judge. Oh, prop, do you? So I, I'll, okay, I'll say it real quick. Yeah, go I'm, ahead. I'm it in. sick of the fucking guy. All right, I'm being honest with you. I'm sick of facing him, so I'm so happy he's not. We're not. Um, it's the most predictable thing in sports: an Aaron Judge home run. So tonight, I don't have him a home run. I don't like to bet guys getting home runs. I don't like to to say that that's get, definitely going to happen because usually it doesn't when you say that. But Aaron Judge, two-plus bases tonight. I think that's a safe one. That's a good one. It's every night. We love that like here. The, yeah. You know, I'm plus 105. On oh, um, plus money for Aaron Judge yeah. bags. Like, come on. At Oakland. Come on. A lot of space there. It's good. Yeah. He's good. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, got, I just nice wanted to. warm. Like, yeah. the, it's perfect hitting conditions yeah. over in Oakland. And, uh, well, we know if uh, Aaron Judge isn't the one that's going to be uh, slinging balls, it's uh, somebody in the stands. Am I right? I don't know if you oh, saw that going on. I showed you. But, I was the one uh, who told you about it. Oh, yeah, that was. Did you cool. see, they had secu- they had heavy security in the third deck. 
Yeah, that I mean, that's, that's just craziness. And, uh, but Antonio comments, he goes, Gallo goes into the dugout and it's all stars and big contracts. Dude just couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah, pretty much. You look around and you look at guys that are on the bench and like you see Matt Carpenter, you know, a solidified all star Hall of Fame resume to his career. And he's just, you know, chilling right there. And, you know, you're fighting for a spot while he's, you know, eating a bag of chips, able to do what you do twice as good. I would feel some pressure, too. But that Oakland that, that just is, comes with, uh, you yeah, know, that Oakland thing was uh, was wild. the funniest thing that happened this was weekend. wild. That Dude, was crazy. You, if you're going to do that, you got to pick a different stadium. They have like 2000 people in the stadium every day. They're going to catch you. Somebody's I mean, going to catch you. Everybody right. could see everything. Like, I'm not saying that there is a, a, a right place no, for there's this not. to happen at there's a baseball not. stadium. But if you're right. going to pick, if you're going to pick, you got to pick somewhere else, man. Like, I, I mean, like I don't, I just don't know a right place or right time <laughs> that you should be just slinging pipe at a baseball game. Like you're there's tr- some you're kids right. no, around. There's wrong. nasty, you know. Like that's not what around. the seventh inning stretch was uh, designed for. So that's just that's craziness. And um, you know, I'm hoping uh, Aaron Judge and the Yanks going into Oakland tonight. This should be a get right series. You know, yeah. coming off of a, a get big right two series, wins. just swept the best, the second best team in the National League. They're, I think well, they're right. For I, I mean, I'm saying right now, this is how you get back on track. You know, yeah. you win, you sweep this series too, and all of a sudden, everybody forgets about that two week skid that you had. You know, that's exactly how you get rid of those haters. And uh, we got a comment here. And Antonio says, if the Yankees have a great West Coast trip and flip the switch with Stanton back and have a good September, they're favorites out of the AL. Kind of scary, but I saw a report last night that already said they were favorites. But no, I just, dude, the Houston Astros, man. In, in any series, a game one, a game four, and a game seven starter for the Astros is Justin Verlander. That's three games you have a very low chance of beating them because he is just... I mean, he's amazing. I, dude, so I, honestly, the it. Yankees don't have anybody even close to that. Bro, it's tough. It's so tough. And I think Garrett Cole could keep them, keep them in the game. Sure. I think Frankie could probably keep you in the game. Sure. I think. Severino I don't think Fra- his- Frankie Montas showed me a little less than everybody. Oh wow. Never mind. We won't bring that up yet. But um, I'll bring that up at the end. You probably could find it on Twitter. But um, yeah, Frankie showed a lot of guts. But he looked really rough in that game. I mean, the Mets, for some reason, couldn't get the big hit. Got a, a lot of fortunate bounces, if you will. One that went right into DJ's glove that was almost a double play to end an inning. I mean, yeah, he definitely had some fort. I think Frankie Montas is going to be <clears throat> probably the worst three-starter in the AL in, in, when it comes to the playoffs. I just don't really get the appeal there. He, he takes... A long time in between pitches too, which is very stressful. Chris Bassett, so I'm not knocking him. Oh, you know, Chris I'm Bassett's not... Chris Bassett's like it, if Montas you watch him, like like he fourth. wants to play in New York. Uh, he dude, doesn't look like a, a a guy who can can do, not dominate, not even really give you much in the playoffs. He looks like a three innings well, waiting listen, to happen in the see, playoffs. The the thing, the whole thing with Frankie is is his breaking stuff as accurate as it was in Oakland. That's really what it comes down to because when he's missing outside of the zone or if he's missing high with that curveball, that's when he gets himself into trouble. He's not dominating you with a fastball. He's not that type of guy. So all we need for him to do is to really just get us six innings. That's really it. I mean, and let us go to the bullpen because you figure he's going to be the two starter in a playoff scenario. They need the three starter. You really think that they're going to start yeah, Severino no, fresh off an injury? No, 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 Nestor Cortez. 
Oh, Nestor. Wow, yeah, I completely actually forgot. And I don't even Nestor. think Nestor's a guarantee in the playoffs. He's never done it before. Yeah, no, and I mean... He's never even thrown this many innings in his career. I think the most innings he had was like 70. Nestor, I say. And Nestor post-All-Star break hasn't been what he was beforehand. No. But it's really, I, I think... I don't, yeah. I, won't, I don't want to say the Yankees are favorites out of the AL, but I you're, think that lineup keeps them in any game against any team. Yeah, so you're, you're the seeing Astros are going to be a tough series. Yeah, you're seeing – we're giving you all the reasons why they're probably not the favorites because – That doesn't mean these that questions, they can't beat the Astros in these, a series, though. Yeah, these questions don't exist for the Astros, though. I mean, I'll be, they have three starters. I would, say, that, I would say that they have some lineup questions. and maybe, Yeah, but no, no, no. They, they have one lineup question, and that's the fact that their catchers are – physically impossible like it's it's impossible for them to hit i don't like the mets in that way their their catchers are so bad like christian vasquez is coming i don't think he's hitting at all now good yeah. defenders but other than that i'll take their lineup against anybody their lineup everybody can hit pretty much now, kyle tucker is one of the best pure hitters in oh this God. League right now. i mean it's, i know you hate crazy. him but he really is he is and he's hitting and sixth he's just another homegrown guy that's yeah. just like it's it's annoying i know um you had a pick for that Astros I game do. if you want to drop it while we're here. You're damn right, I they're, do. They're tied up against uh, the Twins, right? Am, am yes, I right sir. on that one? So, yes, sir. Twins with Chris Archer on the mound. Archer is a familiar face on the Moneyline Madness podcast. We've talked about him yeah. a couple times. Yeah. But never seems to be siding uh, on, on his side of things. So let no. me hear what you got for this game tonight. So, yeah, I, I went over to Barstool because as we went over the other day, the odds are a little more juiced there. Um, this one had it, so I have uh, Astros minus one and a half at plus one twenty. I I don't trust the Twins. They're sixty two and sixty, I think it was, and that's a playoff team. Right? That's going to be a possibly win their division. They are a first round exit waiting to happen. They are not that good of a team. So I, I think I'm pretty heavy on the Astros tonight minus one and a half. Uh, I, like I said, the Astros have no questions to me. I think everything, even their bullpen's pretty solid. I mean, they they have no questions. So. Yeah, Luis Garcia on the mound tonight. I, I, I like the Astros a lot. And um, we just talked about that lineup. And going up against a guy like Chris Archer, I just I really think it's batting practice for them tonight. You know, yes. his best years with Tampa are obviously behind him. Very Tonight, behind I'm going to be taking his under on strikeouts. He sits at three and a half, and the under is actually plus money. So I'm going to be rocking with that. Um, if you want, just give me one second. I could pull up. I could tell you last time. Chris Archer actually hit that line. I mean, Chris Archer, I just, I don't know what happened to him because the guy had a lot of talent. Uh, he got tra he got traded deplete. at the deadline and it kind of just ruined his career. He got thrown into a pennant race. He was god awful. And he got traded for a lot, if you remember that trade. Yeah, he was, was a, a I mean, dude, he was a very highly touted type of guy. Yeah, and he got traded for, I think, three top five prospects. And it was, everybody's like, wow, that's what they got for him from Pittsburgh. And those, all of those guys are now, you'll know their names. Shane Baz, who's a great pitcher for Tampa Bay. Uh, Austin Meadows is in Detroit now. And uh, Tyler Glasnow, he got mm, traded for. So wow, that, that's, that's why, true. that's, that's why right you look there. at it. Yeah, that's why you look at yeah. it and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, so Archer actually him. has been hitting his his strikeout line more often as but of who's late. he been facing? But exactly, I was just gonna say I was looking and it was a team like Detroit. I saw the Brewers on there once, and I'm just against a team like the Astros. I'm just feeling a little more confident that he's gonna get shelled tonight. I just yeah. really think no, that I, his I over. I think they kind of want us to look at that over and be intrigued by it being that he's had a little more consistency in getting four Ks, five Ks, but. A team like the Astros, I just expect them to pounce early, man. It's just 
these good teams, especially in the end of August, early September, they're looking to keep their offense as potent as possible. And especially with a team like the Astros, they're just they're known for hits. You know, they're not known for just boom or bust. And that's really what makes the difference for me. And that's why I'm just going to continue to roll with Archer under three and a half K's at plus 110. I'm, I'm right in. there with it. I'm in. That's what I had. I, yeah. I don't expect the Twins to do much. So. No, no. I do want to talk, though, because we were talking a little bit of a uh, little bit of Mets. You guys play at 710 tonight. You're back home. You know, you get to you get to yeah. scurry back to Queens after a little spank in the butt by Big Bro. So, uh, you know, it uh, going up against a team like the Rockies. What more can you ask for? Talk about get right. You guys, you know, yeah. you got Jake on the mound tonight after, you know, him ducking the boys in the Bronx. It's it's oh, a little bit of a relief. Do that. Don't do that. You don't understand. When Taiwan Walker gave up that home run to, to Aaron Judge, I immediately looked. They, they panned the camera to Jacob DeGrom, and I immediately <laughs> said, this is on Buck. And I give him credit. Now DeGrom's able to pitch against um, L.A. I think Scherzer's able to, too. I'm not 100% sure. But not 100% sure about Scherzer. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, coming off of this, that that was a 5 and f- No, a 4 and 6 road trip, I believe. Yeah. So, no, that's not right. No, you guys, I'm pretty no, sure. No, yeah, 4 and 6. six yeah. last 10, yeah. And three of them were against the Phillies. So, I mean, it's... Probably the roughest part of the season to this point for the Mets, and it was a good it was a good part to go rough against. I mean, it was a great team. It's not like we're doing this against Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The yeah, unfortunate that's... part is everybody is uh, looking at the division lead, and it's pretty much gone. It's one and a half now, so it's it's not there anymore. There's no security blanket of that lead. But on, the good thing is this weekend the Braves are playing a good team, and you're not. So now if they make up two games, make up a game or two, you know. Yeah, That'll make me feel better. Rockies. I mean, you know, that that enough so. enough said right there. Their lineup and their best player, Chris Bryant, is yeah. not playing. <laughs> yeah. So for the whole yeah. series against you guys. So you're yeah. chilling. If you go into a series expecting a sweep, you won't get one. I'm not expecting a sweep. I think it's 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 so hard to just bet on that, right? Mm-hmm. To say you're gonna win every game of the series. So I'll say three out of four is the only option. They cannot do worse than that. They can't split with this team. So um, yeah, I don't I don't know how to really quantify how he definitely bad doesn't that want felt, to be though. there. You could tell by his body language. He should have never signed there. Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant? He should have never mean, signed there. It was that was so a bag. That was just yeah, a bag. It was a money you know? deal. If you're going to Colorado, I mean, we're we're talking Colorado. We're, there's two things out there that you're yeah. getting. And it's either a bag or some greens. Yeah. And uh he might be getting a bag of greens with his yeah. bag of green. Yeah. Right. So that's that that's be, all I'll uh that's all yeah, we'll say about about yeah. Chris Bryant in Colorado. You know, he's up high in the Rockies. We'll say that his injury is uh, not going to be hurting. So yeah, so I do I, have... I do. I had a bet in that game too. I yeah, don't know. If you had hit me. Yeah, yeah I, I got. Oh, I didn't even mention. Yeah, Jacob Degrom's pitching tonight. Um, yeah, so yeah, that that helps. That helps that's your case of winning. That's for sure. Yes, it it should help the case of winning. So I've got his over on strikeouts, which everybody's gonna be like, whoa, over nine and a half. Wow, that's a you're betting on a guy to get 10, 10, 10 strikeouts. Yes, there's one guy that I would say every game, as long as he stays in for six or seven innings, he's gonna get 10 strikeouts. It's Jacob DeGrom, he might get 15. This strike, this lineup strikes out a lot. This is like the Rockies lineup strikes out a ton. Yeah, so. I don't know if you saw though, because you said there's only one guy. I don't know if you saw, we had talked about Verlander the other day and his how, oh yeah, we I kind of like his over on over six and a half. The guy put up 10 in six innings on 61 yeah. pitches. Yeah. 
So, like, I don't know. He's entering it's, that territory, so, too, really yeah. quick. I mean, not really quick because the guy's been around forever, but the fact yeah. that he's just this dominant at such a you know, older yeah. age with his injuries past, it's just it's insane. I have a Mets prop, too, as well, because I'm yes, I'm liking the Mets tonight, and obviously I'm right there with you with DeGrom dominating the, the Rockies tonight. I'm going with the New York Mets to score first and win the game. And against the Rockies, I just I don't feel like that's much no, sweat it's, off it's, my you're back You're not asking for much with that. No, you know, it's especially with the, uh, what's it called, the money line being so deflated, you could mm-hmm. say, you know, with how obviously it's, it's the Rockies to Grom on the mound. But being that they, uh, you know, it's a, a score first and win type of scenario, we're getting a lot better value here. So at minus 143, I'm very comfortable throwing a whole unit on that. I might even make it a two-unit play as we get closer to the, uh, to the game start, just because yeah. I feel the Mets really come out and beat the shit out of the Rockies tonight. Yeah, Being I've... at home, they got some anger to take out. I would expect it. I, I don't expect it to be a close series by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, hope, it's, uh, I hope it's as easy as it sounds. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I think Double R is actually commenting what we, the yeah. news that you were talking about I, earlier. I learned let's, this. I was going to say, let's talk. I got one more pick for us today. And yeah, then you we'll, go. We'll you discuss go. this. So Definitely. my last pick for today, uh, they kind of dropped the ball for me yesterday. I did have this as well on uh, my other show uh, by Philly Voice. I had the Cubs minus one and a half on the run line. They were going up in a bullpen game yesterday and completely fell apart. They've hit that line eight out of their last 10 games. I was literally, I don't think I've ever been as confident as I was. Cardinals? Cardinals Cubs yesterday. Are you talking about you went with the. I went with Cardinals minus one and a half. Oh, you said Cubs. I thought you went with the Cubs. I was like, please. No, I went went with Cardinals minus one and a half. And they hit that line eight out of their last 10 games. And they've been dominating the Cubs, but they just, they fell apart. And they didn't cover that last night. But. I'm sticking to my guns, and I'm st- I'm coming back with it. Cardinals minus one and a half at plus money tonight. I really like that, and I think that they make up for last night's loss yeah. tonight as well, especially yeah. against a pitcher like Mar- Marcus Stroman, who Andy, you know, loves to see get shelled. I I do love to see. I hope the Mets play the Cubs at City Field. Um, if I've already said, if Stroman gets announced as a starter, I will be at that game. There's no doubt. I need yeah. to be there. I yeah, saw him I'm pitch sure. twice as a as a Met. Like I, when we went to the games, he pitched twice. Yep. If he is pitching as a Cub, I want to be there when they boo him. I want to be there. So bad. <laughs> yeah, you well, so, you're gonna be a part of the boos. I when when they boo. I don't him, boo when we usually. Boo him. Yeah. I don't usually boo. When people boo, I'm like, eh, they're yeah. all doing it for me. This time, I definitely will. Hell so. yeah. But uh, yeah, that's my pick tonight. Cards minus one and a half. Like I'm it. not afraid to stick to my guns, and I'm rolling right back with that. You're going to be now, really mad if it doesn't happen. I can't wait for that text later. Yeah, if that, dude, <laughs> if it doesn't happen, there's just, there is no reason for it not to happen. I mean, no, the there's Cards, not. They fell apart with Wainwright on the mound. Like, that was just, it was so annoying. And I get that they have Dylan Hudson today, but it just, it doesn't matter. Against a team like the Cubs, you should be able to put up, especially. Uh, when you're the best team in your division, like the Cardinals are above and beyond everybody else, because the Brewers really aren't sniffing them right now. There's just, there's no reason for me not to to believe that they'll do that today, but all right, let's talk. Let's talk this news because this is big time. So in NBA news, Chet Holmgren out for the season, missing his rookie year due to that foot injury sustained after LaChina ran into him. Is that how we're coming? We're going to blame this on LeBron? Is that the no, angle you want to I don't think we no, should. It's not, but yeah. it's not LeBron's where did this, fault. Before, but, before we talk, where did this happen? 
Was this at it that? It was at the, um, the S- Pro-Am Seattle? in the summer. Yeah, in Seattle. Oh, this is why guys shouldn't be playing in those. This is why they shouldn't be playing in them. If this I mean, was Jason Tatum, you know how pissed off I'd be? Like, this is a team's best, like, not best player, obviously, but he hasn't gotten to that coveted. point yet. But this, this he's so coveted. coveted. Rookie, like, you know? if you're, uh, it's Sam Presti, right? That's yeah. the you know, If you're him, you have to be so pissed off right now. I mean, this is, you almost want to find him. You almost want to find him. Like, why? I get it. You want to stay in shape. You cannot risk this. This is so bad. I love that you're going back and forth. Shouldn't be in a Seattle uh, Pro-AM. And if he's like Embiid, I don't know if they have the... Um, the the Philly... Uh, the Sixers stuck with Embiid when they probably shouldn't have and it worked. But... I totally agree with Double R here. He should have just let LeBron dunk. Dude, you're in the summer Pro-AM. Why are we contesting LeBron James at the rim? Chet was trying to go viral. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Chet was trying to go viral with this attempt to block LeBron. Like, what are we doing? Why, who contests LeBron at the rim? There's no, like. People don't do that in NBA no games sometimes. No, you're letting them dunk. Like, come on, dude. It's I don't know. like, that I, was just, it was really stupid. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how. To, yeah. Chet was trying to go viral. I mean, so say he does stuff LeBron. That's on every you know, sports outlet for the next week. Yeah, but here's but my... At what now, I'm you look, and it's at this cost. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't at make sense. What what point do clicks for Chet Holmgren? You don't need the clicks, man. You don't need to be on ESPN. You got a nice signing bonus. Your salary is going to be, I think he's like $9 million a year for the next four years. I, like, you're good, man. You made it. You're in the NBA. Like, you don't have to prove anything to anybody. You're going to have your opportunity when October comes around. Now, you got to wait till October 2023 to get this opportunity again. Like, yeah. for every player. Because it's deflated. I know Tatum was playing in it, too. And I imagine Tatum was not playing at even 10%. He's probably just playing to have fun. Cruising, yeah. But this is uh, just LA if, fitness pickup I'm being right now. dead serious right now. I'm a Celtics fan. If Jason Tatum did that, you know how pissed off I'd be? Our season would be over. For the for the Thunder, season ticket sales were because of Chet Holmgren. People I'm sure go- he was on the cover of every, you yeah, know, people promo going, out there. Yeah, people aren't going to Thunder games to see Josh Giddy. I love you. You're a handsome guy. I love you. Shea, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, they know you're good. You're proven. You're a good player. Chad Holmgren was going to prove to them that they have a core now for the future. And this is what happens in a Seattle Pro-Am. And there's no disrespect because I know uh, Jordan Crawford and Isaiah Thomas that run the thing. No disrespect. Those guys are proven legends. This is not a place for a guy who just got into the NBA. And, and he's saying this with Luka, too. Luka's playing for his country. That's pride. That's fine. If Mark Cuban's cool with that, okay. That means something. You get a gold medal out of that, that's dope. For Chet, what do you get out of winning a pro AM? I don't mean to like bash it. I know there's nine to five guys that love to play in this in front of NBA guys and maybe get their chance. That's for them. You don't play in this if you're already in the NBA. So I now let me hurts. ask you. Let me ask you this. Sam Presti, because he is the the tank god. He figures out a way to, you know, get himself any like he figures out a way to tank. He figures out a way to lose games. Does this mean OKC is now in the sweepstakes for Victor Wenambayana? Probably. And this is the, here's the truth. 
eventually the Thunder need to get smart, right? Their ownership needs to get smart. I love Sam Presti. I think everybody does. He does amazing things as a GM. But, and he's trying to rebuild this. Eventually, you have to see what your drafting works, right? Like, we know Josh Giddy's solid. He's decent. Um, That's not going to get you a championship. You need to prove that you have the next Kevin Durant. You have your next Russell Westbrook. I think they have it with Shea Gilders-Alexander. I was going to say, does this mean Shea is now up for grabs? He's got to be. You have to consider it because, like, this season, he's already almost a free agent, right? Is he two years away? Yep, you two have years to, away. Like, now you have to consider that because, like, this year you're not you're not seeing your core anymore. This is Leon not your core. Rose. If I am Leon Rose, I am picking up the phone as soon as I got that Chet Holmgren news. I'm and using I'm, this as a bargaining chip to get Donovan Mitchell, though. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Exactly that. That is ex- that. That was the angle I'm coming from. Yeah. You read my like entirely. You know what? You don't like my package for Donovan. I'm gonna call go Sam Presti. I know now. You know his rookie is out for the year. He doesn't want to win this season. And you know what? That pr- that puts pressure on Danny Ainge because not only does he not want to win, but now you're in a losing battle with OKC, who was already, you know, expecting to be in a tank race somewhat. Like, you knew eventually yeah. they were going to, you know, sit guys to get a better pick. But now it's the pressure is really on not only Danny Ainge, but Sam Presti now yeah. to make something happen. I and yeah. I mean says I would keep SGA by any means if I'm them. I don't think they. I, I, don't, I don't think, think they should the, definitely. The but for him is just, it doesn't. I don't know if it fits the the SGA timeline. He's going to be good sooner than he is later, and yeah. guys like Josh Giddy, obviously now Chet, and then Victor, they're not going to be good for another few years. And I, I just yeah. don't think SGA fits that timeline for them. And I think now with Chet out for the season. I think Sam Presti's going to kind of see what he might be able to to field offers for. I don't think he, I didn't well, think he wanted to win at all this season, but he was looking at it as let's see how much we can grow. Right? If we win games, That's, sure. That you know, was their that season. Was, that was the Thunder season. The Thunder were, we're not going to tank, definitely, right? We're just going to see what our guys can do. At, and now they don't get that opportunity, which is why you have to consider SGA because. He's going to sign a long-term contract, and are you really willing to get into that if you don't know if he fits with all these guys? Like, you know you can go get a pick. You can go get a lot for SGA. Hell, he was traded in that deal for Paul George, which was ridiculous, right? That was a haul, yeah. And look at what the Rudy, Rudy Gobert trade did to everybody. Like, KD can't get out of there because of this 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 crap. But you know you can get a haul. At, or the Knicks could use you as a bargaining chip. You could get whatever. You know what they could do. Like, this... And I know Mo just tweeted, actually, that uh, owners and GMs are going to crack down on Pro-AM Summer Watch. I can't believe they need to do that. I cannot believe guys that make upwards of $30 million a year like Jason Tatum and LeBron. LeBron, I don't understand what the hell he's doing. I guess he doesn't care at this point because if he gets hurt, his career is over. He's in the Hall of Fame, whatever. But, like, you're making so much money to just play this game October to June, hopefully. Hopefully you make it to June. What? Why do you need to play competitively from July to September? Just go train. Just go to the facilities. Do what you need to do. You got top-notch facilities. Just do that. I don't care if it's in your communities. It's great. It happens. You're in your communities. You want to make people happy. Your career could be... Like, this is Chet's career begins very terribly. A lot like a lot like Zion's did. Zion's went this same way, too. He yeah. was hurt. This is for the entire season. It, 
It sucks for basketball, honestly. It's it going to change a lot, though. It is going to change things a are lot. Gonna, things are going to get really weird in the NBA because now, I mean, in, in every sport, they're kind of cracking down on what these guys are doing outside of their physical activity-wise, outside of their, you know, profession. We see Fernando Tatis, his injury. Wow. Chris Sale, his injury. These are things that are coming outside of the sport. And it's, it's coming to a point where now it's interfering with your actual career as an athlete for these teams. So yeah. I don't know. I think we're going to see some type of rebuttal from these owners towards yeah. these NBA players. They that's have for to. sure. Years ago, I saw Ioannis Cespedes. I think he fucking broke his leg or something at his family ranch because he got hit by a wild boar or whatever. Yeah. And it changed his salary from like 23 million to five. Yeah. He lost $18 million. Was it worth it? I doubt it. I'll ask chat right now. Was it worth it? Doubt it. You're still getting paid because your money's guaranteed, whatever. But yeah. was it worth it? Because now you're a laughing stock at this point. Yep. Yeah, no, it is what it is. And I guess we'll see how that works out. I know you got to get going in a little bit. So we're going to wrap yes, this one up right here. Uh, thank you, I mean, Thank you, Double R, for all your comments. We appreciate yes, you sir. guys. Tomorrow, Everybody else that tuned in as well. We appreciate y'all. What tomorrow's were you gonna, gonna say? be a, tomorrow's gonna be a big one. We got some college football talk. It's my yes, sir. I love we're college coming, football. This we're coming crazy with some college football talk. We're talking Heisman. We're talking some games this weekend. Yeah, week and zero. Football, love week zero. Football is here. Football is here. So, without further ado, thank y'all for tuning in. This has been Moneyline Madness, episode sixty-five. We will catch you in the next one. Peace. Let's go, Mets.